0: This is Sunday Rewind. Take it
1: back now, y'all. I'm a thing down, if I could back
0: On 93.7 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com.
2: Now, here are your hosts, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby. What's up? Tom Stevens is right there. I'm Mike Melby. Pintrose is running the board, and the legend, Eric Strickland in-house. It, it's, it's Husker Rewind because Tom and I are here, but you know what? It's not Husker Rewind. It is the Husker Hoops postgame show, and uh, that's why we make sure Strick is here. Austin will join us in a little bit. Huskers fall today to the Creighton Blue Jays in kind of a, a stunner. I don't know that there's many people that are Nebraska fans and probably not even Creighton fans that expected this. 89-60 to final. Uh, Creighton in the game from three winds up going 14-40 of 40. but Baylor Shireman, 6 of 19, Nebraska from 3, 9.1%, 2 of 22, uh, and it was just kind of Murphy's Law. Everything went wrong for the Huskers today. Uh, Eric Strickland, I want to ask you, uh, first blush, is it any one thing or was it just everything? Well, first of all, this is the Husker
1: Rewind. I'd love to rewind (laughs) this uh, night Uh. in this game. Yes. uh, Just to say the least. But no, it was a a compilation of pretty much everything. Um, They didn't seem, they they looked flat. I mean, it, it looked flat like, you know, the Huskers when they, the football Huskers when they played Michigan. It, looked, it yeah. looked very just uninterrupted. Go ahead. Well, they just didn't
3: get out on shot. We talked about it. I mean, they, they, yeah. 35% for the game. But a lot of those were missed threes at the end of the yeah. game. It was And closer, he still had good looks. Yeah. It, it was closer to like 40, 41. And then uh, toward the end of the game, once it was out of hand, uh, the numbers came back more in Nebraska's favor. But I, I look at this game in two ways. It's shooting the three. You mentioned it. 9% from three point range, two of 22. And then they give up too many threes. Uh, this afternoon, Shireman had twenty at half, and I think he had made six threes already at half. And and Creighton ten or eleven overall going into the locker room, defending the
1: three, shooting the three, uh, and bad, just bad spacing today. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what I also um, stated is Creighton did what Nebraska should have been doing, which is the assist numbers yeah. were high, and it and it, it was also due to spacing. I counted, I could have sworn at least. Eight in the first half layups that I they've missed. They missed. Yeah. I, I probably would yeah. say a total of about 15. Yeah. yeah. And you can't do that. If you're not making threes, you need to either be going to the free throw line or you need to be attacking or you need to be making shots that yeah. are presented to you that are easy. Yeah, we saw missed shots at the rim by Mass. Oh, yeah. he, he doesn't normally
3: do that. Josiah Alec mm-hmm. certainly had problems. Bryce Williams right around the rim. You got to make those shots. Yeah, I, I understand. Colt Brenner the Big East Defensive Player of the Year last year. He's seven one, and I think sometimes those type of guys do bother you, even when you have a clean look, and it feels like Nebraska was just bothered at the rim today.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would say so, but but one of the other things is there, there, there didn't seem to be an adjustment. Here's why I say, Creighton's game plan to me was penetration, weak side, re-penetration, find open looks. That's what they got. So, even when they were driving to the basket, they were never at any time looking to lay the ball up. They were always looking to pass and kick it out. So, therefore, if your IQ is working, you're hard showing and you're releasing immediately and make them get up and then, oh, and try to finish and make those adjustments in the game. They just didn't seem to make any adjustments, especially on the defensive side of things. Big incident happened right
3: at the end of half. You have KCA, Tominaga make a great move, hit a three, and Nebraska right at the buzzer. I think there's point two seconds left Yeah. Uh, when they were fouled and and Creighton goes to the free throw line. They make all three of them. Um, well, and, and oh, actually, I think they made two. No, well, no, there, the, oh, so, the so there was a technical. There was a technical added yeah. on. Yeah, I, I think
2: it was on Keisei Tomonaga, right? Yeah, it was. And Stephen Ashworth jumped. Stephen Ashworth drove the ball up hard just a couple of seconds to go after Tomonaga hits it, and he kind of lost his balance. And when he did, Bryce Williams had jumped to try to block whatever. Well, he was kind of doing a flyby, and like it was a good attempt at a block to where you're not going to get a foul. And as he's still in the air, Ashworth gathered himself and literally jumped sideways and hit Bryce Christensen in the butt because yeah. he's still in the air. Yeah. And the one, the, the one referee, and you know who I'm talking about, mm-hmm. that dude had whatever's problem Whatever with Nebraska today. But yeah. that became a foul, and then he teed up Tominaga very shortly after. So Ashworth got five free throws, made four of the five, and what would have been Nebraska momentum and the lead only 11 at half turned into... Like, literally, what well, turned into uh, 15, yeah. I yeah. thought that was Cause huge. Because they hit 4 or 5, and to me, that may have just been the game right well, there. Well, you
3: could feel just the energy going out at locker room. I mean, when, when Tamanaga hit that, that 3, you're thinking, okay, this is okay. We, this is manageable. And then it goes from that to, as you mentioned, a 5-point play, the Tamanaga
2: of, of technical, and the air just came out of, of PBA. Yeah. Okay. And that was as electric as that building has been for a while. I mean, it was yeah. loud the other night when uh, it gets Duquesne and and Fuller. I mean, it's been loud; it always is. But man, before the game, everything—it was simply electric. Like the fans were there, no sit Sunday, ready. It reminded me of old old days when yeah.
1: we were we were playing, and it was very electric. And what was what's disappointing is to lay an egg with that type of crowd. Yeah. When you're about to approach uh, Big Ten play, cause now it seems to me that you may have to go back into build up. Yeah. Like you know, Minnesota, they're not very good, but you may not you might get an inkling of it with right. Michigan State when they come in here. But boy, oh boy, they they've got to they've got to figure it out because it, it's not a it's not a good look with what, what they put on the court today. What it
3: felt like is Fred was setting them up for this as well. He said you can't get frustrated when Creighton mm-hmm. goes on a run and, and he, you know, physicality. He, he knew that they would make two or three threes yeah. in a row, and that can be a way. You know, sometimes you can play great defense for you know almost all of the shot clock, and they knock a three in on, it. and that's what they do. And Shireman again had twenty points at halftime. I think. So, with that three made by Tominaga, you give up the three that you know you leave that alone. That should have been one of those things that uh, you go into the locker room down 11 instead, you're down what 14, 15, 15, 15. which is which is crazy uh, because Nebraska really had it going. I thought uh, at least give them a little juice right to the locker room, but it just didn't happen today. I mean, no. it's, it's, Creighton's a good basketball yeah, team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that's a top 15 team, and, and what last week, top eight team. Yeah. Uh, before the Colorado, I guess it was on Thanksgiving or Day. State, yeah. uh, they lost to Colorado State. But uh, they're beatable, obviously. But when they shoot like that, and we, we talked about it walking out of the arena, there had to be something to Bailey Shireman. Of course, the last two schools uh, that he went down to last year in the recruiting wire were Creighton and Nebraska. Creighton got him. There was some bad blood. Uh, some stuff said, I think, to Shireman in the gym today.
2: And he wanted to prove, he wanted to shut Nebraska fans up. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. It seemed it seemed a little personal with him, and props to him, man. You, you Get the motivation wherever you can. Uh, this is the Husker Hoops postgame show here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. If you're listening on the sarder Heyman stream, thank you very much. It's live on Allo Channel 951, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Twitch, and on Facebook, and the uh, sarder Heyman text line is open, as is the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. If you want to chime in, and comment on the 89-60 win by Creighton over Nebraska today. I'm Mike Melby. That is Tom Stevens. Eric Strickland sitting uh, not too far away as well. When the game gets to that point, Strick, and you played plenty of basketball. You had to have a similar situation where you, you th- like maybe you had that, that little bit of momentum right before half and somebody throws a dagger. Maybe it's a, a 45-foot three at the buzzer and, you're, and like everybody just kind of gets down What's the locker room like when that happens to you? Well, you, you, you've got to go in first and, and, and say, Hey, look,
1: we're getting good looks. We're getting good shots. We're just not making them. We're good shooters. Keep shooting. You know, that, that needs to be something that's said. Then the second thing is defensively, we need to step up to a whole nother level. And I would be one who would set the tone that way. So for me, they were, they were letting Creighton get way too comfortable. Like, Creighton was just able to just kind of run their stuff at the point guard position. Mm. Like he's just able to face up. I'm in him. Like he's going to yeah. have to turn his back to set up offense. He's just not going to be able to just sit there and just kind of be a ah, da. Yeah. No, sir. You, you're going to have to, you're, you're going to feel this and, and it's going to take you a second to get into your stuff. Mm-hmm. So, if Josiah Alec and those guys are defending and 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 denying, I need to be one to make everything difficult for them out front. So then the next thing is we're missing shots, attack the rim. Meaning attack the rim, find guys, get into mid range until we can freaking start hitting shots. And that's what they didn't do.
2: They they were either at the rim or they were at three and they were missing. Two, all things, of them. two things that you touched on that I want to I expand on, if you would. And Tom, if you want to jump in as well, because yeah. you're, you're, <laughs> you and I both know basketball pretty well yeah. from all the, the years we've watched yeah. and all that type of stuff. But Nebraska this year has been so good at generating assists and backdoor cuts. Did we have any today, or was it all one-on-one? Because the number of assists say we didn't have very many backdoor cuts. That's one of the things that you were just talking about. We've got to be successful to do it. Yeah. And then the second thing is, I have never seen in the last two years of Nebraska basketball the, the Nebraska defense failed to close out on three-point shooters yeah. as often and it, do it as poorly as they did today. And there was never – Shireman had hit seven threes and the next one he took that was his eighth make, mm-hmm. nobody was within 15 feet of him. How in the hell does that happen? Yeah, I just don't get it.
1: I mean, I saw, like, Juwan Gary a couple times, like, a whiff. Like, w- w- where are you at? Like, how are you not – Closer to him, yeah. like you can let somebody else drive and make a play, but you don't leave certain guys right. I'm sure there had to be some scouting reports on how they're going to do that, but yeah. it just didn't seem to be the case.
3: I think they have so many guys that can score that you you tend to help on uh, maybe Cole Brown in, or inside, especially he's he's tough to handle and and they're really good at at moving the ball, getting it inside to outside, and they'll switch on if you're not ready. I mean,
1: they yeah. they, they don't need a lot of space. If That's the, why activity is important. Yeah. That's why that, what we're yeah. just talking about, yeah. that just half, you know, not yeah. that energy. They had it. We didn't. Yeah. And you can see it just on loose balls. You can see they had just a little bit more oomph and get it yeah. and go get it. it. Does it worry you? Because it worries me a little bit. Uh,
3: you are one of the best defenders, maybe the best defender at guard, either, you know, guarding a point or the off guard that I've ever seen in Nebraska basketball history. They don't have that type of athleticism necessarily. Jamarcus Lawrence, Boogie Cousins, maybe doesn't fit that mold. He definitely they, does They're not, I mean, they have some guys. I mean, Jawan Gary Bryce,
1: Bryce is probably Bryce their best.
3: Bryce is defender. athletic. Jawan Gary's athletic. Yeah. They, I'm not saying they're void of it. Uh, but this is not the most athletic team to me as far as, uh, you know, defensively. If you're, if you're going to go forward defensively, they're going to have to get through, I think, on in in some cases raw toughness rather than you know being able to jump higher
1: yeah I, I i agree with you uh some on that and i also say what i saw especially from the defensive side of things is they were laying on screens yeah so offensively they weren't setting screens yep. they were doing run buys or just kind of half you know half bodies yep. and then offensively they weren't setting them up so like Uh, on the pick and rolls they weren't setting the guy up getting him deep or making a move to make him you know back off or back up and then come off the screen it it, it, everything they did was just they made it so much harder on themselves so defensively they're laying on screens they're not getting so then now they're creating space when they have space they're driving deep you have to help then they're kicking and then the next one your rotations become so much more difficult because of that reason
2: it is. It's the Husker Hoops postgame show. Nebraska falls to Creighton today, 89-60. to 60. I'm Mike Melby, Tom Stevens there, Eric Strickland. Uh, two chairs down and now joining us uh, in the studio and looking out at 11th and 0 in the snow globe that is uh, Lincoln, Nebraska with the snow falling, Austin Orman. Austin, uh, we've, we've kind of broke down just all the issues that we saw today. From your standpoint coming into the game, did you expect... Nobody expected this kind of performance, <laughs> but did you expect... Uh, changes to be made from a defensive standpoint or did you figure they'd finally start hitting a couple threes
0: Stricky and i talked about what nebraska would do defensively and how we thought they could go at creighton on the other end we saw some of it we didn't see a lot of it there's nothing i can add that the husker hall of famer hasn't already but what i will say is just kind of big picture here same nebraska oldest the same new nebraska same as the old nebraska Right? We've seen this story before, and that's where I thought Nebraska going out to get veterans like Williams and mass to be a run stopper, right? To not let Creighton go on any of those big runs. To not force a bad shot. To rein in some of the worst impulses. To communicate on defense. You shouldn't have ever had to question the effort. But everyone on Nebraska's starting lineup just stopped, right? It didn't close out to shooters. Like Strick said, it got stuck on screens. But even more big picture, this is why I just have such a visceral dislike for Creighton. Not because they're not fun. Like, if you're a Creighton fan, you're probably rolling looking at that. The ball movement is so different from them. The shooting is so incredibly different. I want that
3: for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because you say that, and it makes me think back to when Fred Hoiberg was hired. It's, what it's supposed uh, to be. You, you, you would have flashed forward five years. I would have thought that was Creighton. Because what, what, what Creighton mm-hmm. is doing right now is what he was doing at Iowa State. It didn't work out, obviously, really at a high level for Fred Hoiberg in the NBA. But it did certainly in college. And mm-hmm. his teams moved the basketball and they made shots. Nebraska, I think, is better. They're, they're certainly, I think, going to be a much better free throw shooting team. Uh, and I think a better shooting team overall. I don't think 9% is going to be typical. Uh, but that was disappointing. Because it's almost like a game of horse with that guy that you know is never going <laughs> to miss. And you have to keep making right. it over and
0: over. And I think there's a pressure to that. Yeah. Uh when you
3: try to keep up with a team like
0: Creighton. There is, except to that point, we saw Nebraska do one thing different tonight than it did all year, and it was for one possession. They came out in the one three one that so they switched up to the, the man look. But in horse you can't force a guy off his spot. You can't disrupt him, can't get in his face. What did Nebraska do to change the conversation? Nothing. When what they were doing wasn't working, I get stick to itiveness, right? You don't want to go away from it and get cute, but Nebraska didn't pressure the ball. They didn't shoot passing there lanes. They didn't Josiah Alec too, like If he's open, shoot it. He's knocked down a few. But if you're not shooting it well, take some lessons from Draymond Green. Go set a screen. Get into a dribble handoff. Josiah Alec didn't finish at the rim against Brenner like Walker did last year. But Nebraska didn't even try anything new. And that's the disappointing Mm -hmm. part, right? They just fell into their same old patterns and rhythms. They jacked up some tough ones trying to end the run. Didn't work. It was just the same old, same old. No one tried to get creative. And that was what was disappointing to me. It's like they just rolled over mentally and
2: physically. The one thing that I guess I'm, I'm still a little puzzled with, because we did a really nice job of it last year, is setting ball screens and getting Kasei Tominaga open looks. He didn't have to create open looks himself very often last year. Now he, he could, and he did from the three-point line. And it was because of his cutting ability. So far, we're eight games in. and Granted, he didn't play in, what, three of them. But Tominaga's had like three open looks all year from three. That's it. Why are we not – what is different, Eric Strickland? Well, again, uh, to
1: me, it's, it's the screens and it's the setups. It's kind of brush buys. It's not putting body on, you know, not hunting body, right? And so here, here's what I also saw that could have worked more, but they didn't do it, was Casey off of more pick-and-rolls. And setting more guys up or himself. He does that better than probably anybody on the team outside of maybe Buggy, who has capabilities but just doesn't have those foot quickness. is good at it and they had success when he did it but they didn't do it enough, I don't think. Yeah. They
0: did it in the first half, and the one time they did set a good screen, it was about the 12-minute the mark in the second half. They had Sam Hoiberg, stricky. we were talking about that one. They set a good screen. Sam was, oh, yeah. was, was around it. His guy was trailing him. Kalkbrenner wasn't under the basket. They didn't lead him to the rim. Even if they lead him to the rim and someone rotates over from help, what does Creighton do? They get it there, they kick it out backside, they make the extra pass for the open shot. Yeah. Nebraska just didn't even make that first pass to get the ball yeah. rolling.
1: Yeah, they didn't make they didn't make entry passes, and then when they did, they got down there and they didn't. This is the first time that I saw them get deep, Tom yeah. and Mike, and dri- dribble penetrate and not know where to go with the ball. Right, like like it, it, that's what you were talking about before yeah. we got on the show is spacing. They. Mm-hmm. All the other games that I've seen of this team, they had guys in the right spots for spacing. But for some reason, this time, they were get deep and they didn't know where to go with the ball. For the, That's the first time I've seen it. Creighton and I don't know what that, it was.
3: That kind of identity. We talk about it in football all the time that you can't build identity through the portal. Uh, and, and I think Nebraska's done actually a pretty good job of the last couple of years of trying to do that. But Creighton gets guys like, you know, Alexander, Colkbretter. Those guys have been there for a long time. They build a culture. You know the expectation when you go to Creighton. Mm-hmm. They play it the same way. I mean, you could put a different Creighton team. You could put that Creighton team on from 5 years ago. Watch today's game and I would have thought it was the team from 5 years ago. Cuz well,
1: they well, look they look the same all the time. What's crazy is you saw that on the second team. Yeah. Where, yeah, it, it's it's a consistency, like you said. You're yeah. right. It, you know what you're getting when you yeah. face a Creighton team, and, and you, you can see it know, on the second team. You
3: haven't known yeah. with Nebraska.
1: Well, yeah, you, you under
3: Tim Miles, you knew it was going to be. Hey, they fought hard. They were clunky. Uh, same mm-hmm. thing with Doc Sadler. You know, he was going to try to pass it four hundred times and then take a shot. I and mean, he's even was, Collier. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It, you you knew kind of what those teams were, but Creighton, you can watch video, and that it doesn't matter. They could change jerseys, and you go, that's Creighton. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just beautiful, and that culture has been built. And we, we, we thought by now that maybe, for I thought Fred would have done that by now. Um, and I'm just a little skeptical, again, back to the portal, getting one-year guys uh, that aren't culture guys. You can, I think you can get two or three of those. Uh, but Nebraska's kind of going all in. On a few guys like Rick Mass, who I think is a really good basketball player, but then Josiah Alec is a one-year guy, I and mean, then Bryce Williams, maybe one-year guy. They've got all these guys. We know they're the most experienced, oldest team in the Big Ten. I thought that that would have its benefit, and I think it still will. They're seven one. It's not mm-hmm. like the season's a <laughs> right. disaster. Snow's right. falling. Yeah. This guy's not. Uh, it's it's <laughs> not. I still think this is a good uh, basketball team, and any night they shoot, you know, ten of, of whatever mm-hmm. twenty-two, they're going to win. Yeah. Um, It was two things that came down to do. They tried to match Creighton again. You know, you're with that guy that never misses. And I think you try to match that. And I think the pressure just builds when you play a team like Creighton. But Creighton's kind of what I expected them to be. I mean, you were surprised. I was a little bit surprised, but I told Mike before the game, I'm really nervous about this game. And it kind of went that way. Nebraska teams have passed. It reminds me, to your point, Austin, of teams we've seen before, especially playing Creighton. You get in that atmosphere, and it's hard to handle the heat, especially yep. when you're not
1: hitting shots. Yeah, you- Carlos Carlos Martinez on the stream says something, and, and he, he, he alludes to what we were talking about. Uh, he says, they looked out of condition, slow and gas, greatly disappointed at the effort. I think that's what was most disappointing is the effort. And that's why I said it looked like Michigan to me when on the <laughs> football side because they looked like they just didn't want to even be there or just – They laid down like I that's the first time I've seen this team this team just lay down because when other teams have made runs in the past or or when you saw teams kind of get back at them, they
2: kind of would figure out how to work through it.
1: I just didn't see it tonight.
2: I'm not going to say where the information came from, but Tom and I were told before the game that from a member of the staff when asked, how are they like, are they are they jacked? Are they nervous? Are they anxious? The, the comment was, there's a quiet confidence. Like, I'm not sure what to make of it, but it seems like a really quiet confidence. And was that, I guess, using just that statement, like I said, isn't, don't worry about where it came from, but was that misinterpreted as maybe a quiet, can we really hang with these guys? Mm-hmm. I,
0: Strick and I talked about this up there too. You guys talked about the lack of like athleticism and juice, right? Who are supposed to be the vocal leaders on this Nebraska team? Kese Tomanaga who was fine right and he's when more they got of an involved. emotional
3: leader I right think, than a vocal leader and
0: then even Jawan gary who didn't have his best game it's hard to listen yeah. to a guy not having his best game but even short of that who is that guy that was going to get in there and change <laughs> the energy fred hoiberg's not that loud in your face type what? right he's not going to get in there and scream at his team i don't know i like i like the idea of quiet confidence i like the idea of getting those vets as steady guys right it's supposed to prevent teams from getting on these big emotional swings and giving up these big runs the problem is, if you give up a big run, there's nobody there to spark it, to light a fire. And so generally, I kind of like the vibe of this team with William's smoothness, with mass steadiness. Alec as a, you know energetic guy, but not an emotional swing guy. It just doesn't work when you give up this big run and there's no one to, to light that fire.
1: Well, see, that's one of the things that I used to do, and I'm going to let you get in, Melby, is I knew that not only being a vocal leader, but I can be a tone setter by way of getting after people out front. That's that's one that I don't. The only one that I know that's capable of doing that on that team is Sam Hoiberg. He's the only one to me that I, that has and 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 that can. Jamarcus should be
2: doing to, it. Yes, yes, and Sam. and he, it's it. He's a sophomore. I mean, hopefully he grows into it. But the one guy, because you're asking, who's the one guy that can in the huddle? Do you expect to be the vocal guy? And that guy to me is Josiah Alec. Mm. But tonight was, I, I mean. He looked lost at times. He was out of position a lot defensively. He got out hustled. He got out worked yeah. for not, not every play, but there, there's times he didn't have a game that I expected out of him. I never thought I'd see a game like this from him. Um, he's two at 10 from the floor. At one point, Nebraska had five turnovers in the game. Four of them were him. He got beat on rebounds. He didn't block out, and it just was really puzzling. Now, again, it was just one of those nights because he brings so much to the table. But if he was that one and only guy that in the huddle um, and, you know, as a, as a teammate, you're like, you just turned the ball over three state possessions, dude. Don't yell at me. <laughs> well, the team was, the team was standing around all night. Oh, body, language body language. Body yeah. language. I
1: would mentioned to me and uh, Austin had talked about, but also on rebounds, I'm looking at guys just looking at balls and I'm like, this isn't the night yeah. that you need no. to do that. You need no. to win that re- round, no, rebound and,
2: battle. And like you said, I mean Josiah Alex a guy that is going to be a huge part of this team for the rest of the season. I mean, he, he is. He's been a, a great cog, a great fit. And he just had one of those nights that, like, I don't know that he was trying to do too much, but whatever he tried to do just didn't seem to go the way he wanted it to. Yeah. He couldn't finish at the rim very well, and Colt Brenner is a big reason why. Um, but the, the one possession where he got in, to your point earlier, didn't know what to do with the ball, didn't know where to go with the ball, had it knocked away, got it back, trying to figure out what he needs to do, where he needs to go, and he just kind of tossed the ball gingerly out and Creighton goes the other way. And it was just like, well, dude, what was that? Yeah. But it was just a bad offense. It was a really
3: bad offensive night for, uh, I thought, Nebraska. I mean, they-, they came in averaging, what, 81 points a game, uh, fourth in the Big Ten, and they get 20 from uh, Tamanaga, really kept him in the game. And I think Hoiberg brought him back in the first half. Really sooner, a couple of times than he wanted to. And thank goodness he did. Uh, he willed, I thought, Nebraska in that first half. But, you know, that he makes the three again. And the the foul called on the other side, it was like a five point swing right at the end. If uh, Nebraska just goes to the locker room, I do wonder a little bit if there's a little bit of different momentum for Nebraska. And, and but they didn't share the ball today. They
0: mm-hmm. did not. And Stricky and I have talked about that a lot, you know, the assist numbers. But even that play at the end of the first half. Yeah, Ashworth jumped into the guy. He did. He created yep. a contact. But you have two veterans right there. You have yep. Bryce Williams and Rank Max. Stay away from him. You know better. Just like, stay away. Be in his way, absolutely. But if you're down, right, Stricky, If you're down, your yeah. hands are up. The refs should see that he's jumping into you and not let him get away with that. But instead, Bryce Williams fouls his right shoulder with his butt. So, yeah, yeah. even if it looked
2: funky, even if he did jump, <laughs> like, it's a foul. 10 that was times such out of 10. a huge
3: play, though. Such yeah. a huge play. It was a
2: huge play. Let's go ahead and jump into break and uh, come back with more on the Husker Hoops postgame show right here on 93.7 The Ticket. This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You got Welcome back to the Husker Hoops postgame show here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Jones running the board. Eric Strickland, two chairs down. Tom Stevens to my right. Austin Orman to my left. The snow globe is now a light, rainy, wintry mixed globe. Uh, Huskers fall to Creighton today, 89-60, to 60, uh, leading the way for Nebraska. Kasei Tominaga with 20 points. Uh, Baylor Shireman goes off for of the Blue Jays. He winds up with 24 on 8 of 22 shooting, 6 of 19 from 3. Uh, and we've kind of already covered the game to a, I don't know, probably more nauseatingly than we needed to, <laughs> but... Um, I want to I focus on a couple of things here in, in this segment with it. And that's going to be the culture in the locker room for Nebraska up to this point for basically the last 30, 35 minutes, game's over. Obviously, it didn't turn out the way they wanted to. What kind of a culture does Fred Hoiberg have in the program? We think we know. We'll find out a lot more on Wednesday. And then let's talk about Wednesday. However, before we do, we were just talking about this on setting screens. When a guy does not set a screen well enough or the defender doesn't, he doesn't rub him to the point where he needs to. Is that the fault of him being in a wrong spot or is that the fault of a cutter not running where he needs to to force the defender to run into the the screen?
1: So here, if I can explain it without showing it on a board, it depends on the play, right? If the play is designed to come out to the wing, it's the angle of the screen that determines whether or not it was good or not. Right? Um, if it's if it's a side screen and roll, it's the angle of the screen. So the screener becomes a bad screen depending on the angle that he ch- chose. So like if, if it's a side screen, it's elbow, which is like the free throw line extended. It should be straight sideline to sideline. It shouldn't be, you know, slanted. It shouldn't be any other angle. It should be sideline to sideline. And then it needs to be a setup. Like, he needs to fake drive, get him back off, or if you have dribble, you need to, like, jab step him, get him off, and then take the screen. And then you get hesitation depending on whether or not the big man's going to show or blitz. You hesitate like Tamanaga was doing. You put him on your hip, and you cross it back in, or you come off and stretch the big man, which then leaves the other guy open, which then have them in rotation. So it it, it just depends. They not they didn't do a good job in either. Creighton did. Yeah. Creighton put by. And so what happened was Alexander and those guys, depending on – and it looked like rink mass and them were showing high. They didn't blitz. They were showing hard, and they were stretching them, which was then – Help had to come to the big man because Colt Brunner was let la- so that's what those guys were sinking in and they were who whipping it over to the other side. If it got there and you weren't there on time, they was letting it fly and they were hitting or they were driving getting deep and finding the next one. So that's that's what the that's what was going on for them.
0: Another big difference I' would point out too is Creighton wasn't afraid to make a skip pass right Nebraska yeah. would go station to station. And part of that has to do with spacing, right? Yeah. Nebraska spacing wasn't good enough. So Creighton stuck with its principles, so Creighton could make that extra pass because Nebraska's yeah. you know weak side guy was in help. They can skip it all the way across the court, make the extra up to the wing, drive from there, and the domino effect. But if Nebraska's you know shooters weren't in position or the role man yeah. wasn't there, there was no skip pass available. Yep. They, have, they have Trey Alexander though. I mean, I mean, I think just that guy.
3: Uh, he's able to get in space. Uh, his his. Two step drop is pretty pretty good. He's he's just really really tough to defend, and then defensively he's good as well. They they get into space and they move the ball better than anybody over the last ten years that I've seen in college basketball, and consistently they're good. Uh, but if you would have told me that Nebraska would have gotten sixty points tonight, I'd have been stunned. I mean, Tom and I had twenty. He had no help tonight. He had nobody else help him in double figures. I think I saw that stat that Nebraska's uh, started the season, they average 81 points a game. But since Juwan Gary has been included in the lineup after the early suspensions, they've gone to 85. I, I just didn't think this was a team in Nebraska tonight that would give you less than 75. I, I'm, I'm stunned that Creighton's defense, was de-
2: Creighton's defense that good no. or was Nebraska's <laughs> offense that bad? That bad. You, you brought up Trey Eggs, Alexander. The other thing he does really well is get away with traveling. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, oh, I just had to throw that in. Because, um, okay, so. It was happy feet in there Oh, lot. my goodness. All right, so we, we know the culture is better than it was the year that the McGowans were here. We know that it's better than the year Cam Mack was here. Um, and a beatdown like this sucks. But I'm going to use a, vo- a volleyball analogy. You got beat the first set, 25 zip. You got beat the second set, 25 zip. It's a match over? No. It's not. It's not. No. You may win 26 24, 26 24, and 21 19. But guess what? You won the match. So it doesn't make a difference. This is in, 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 it's a 31 game regular season. You had a bad night. Turn yeah. the page, move on. How well equipped is this team to turn the page, move on, and go kick Minnesota's ass on Wednesday? I mean, I, I think this team has good
1: veteran leadership, but then we're going to figure out where that leadership lies.
3: Yeah, um, that,
2: that that would
1: be
3: yeah. my question. I mean, who are the leaders? Yeah. I mean, you point to guys like Josiah Alec or Rink Mass, maybe, but those guys just got here. It's it's it's. I think Barrett Beeson has, uh, uh, has done that. Merritt Beeson has done that on the volleyball team. I mean, she be she's the SEC Player of the Year and immediately elected captain of Nebraska and, and a huge leader. I think that's tough to pull off. For guys to come in like Rink Mask year one, or Josiah, Josiah Alec year one, and just become the culture because the culture hasn't been established, they can be leaders in that way. And maybe they're really good leaders, but I think sometimes the best culture comes through your players. But if they just got mm-hmm. here, maybe that's a little more challenging.
1: Yeah, and 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 that is something you know to to think about and consider um, because when body language drops there needs to be somebody that you know sees that uh recognizes that and has a conversation about changing that that's on court and it shouldn't come from the coaching staff
0: it can't come from the coaching staff i mean they'll go over the film they'll tell them what to do but at some point the players have to take that responsibility on themselves the plus side if there is one any silver lining to this you know snow cloud out there is that yeah it's only one game it is by far the worst nebraska has looked right now This game is the outlier. It's not the norm. With other teams, it's, okay, we've seen this before. There's no way they get it back. Creighton played probably its best game of the year. Yeah, They played well. You have to tip your hat to them, which makes it even more disappointing that Nebraska played its worst game of the year. This program is in no position to bank wins before they go out and earn them.
1: That happened last year. It was just a complete opposite.
0: (laughs) Right. You have to, if you're in Nebraska, go get Minnesota. And then, lucky you, you get another top 25 test at home a week from today. I'm scared about Michigan State. I don't think they're nearly as bad as they've shown this far. I think Walker and Hogart are really good. I think Molly Call can be a problem. I think Sissoko is a fascinating matchup for this Nebraska team. But think about what Nebraska did last year to Michigan State in the first half before Michigan State went nuclear in the last 12 Mm -hmm. minutes. There's a chance for Nebraska. And then you go on the road to Kansas State a week from Sunday. This is where another thing Shirk and I were saying was a week off between games. Creighton... Played a midweek game. Nebraska didn't. Being rested is good, but you you came out flat. This is where I would have mm-hmm. liked. Maybe a, again, it's easy to say in retrospect, but having a midweek game, keeping your rhythm, not being able to you know pour everything into one game, but have to treat it like any other game in that way, and then you get to the pregame festivity, the hype, the emotion there. I wonder if that would have you know been better for this team where it's at right now.
3: Let me ask you guys all a question. We we said. Over this four-game stretch, it was going to be really difficult to obviously go undefeated to be Creighton. And then you've got Minnesota, Michigan State, and Kansas State. And we said two and two. I think we, we had this discussion. Would you take two and two over this four-game stretch? I would have said yes. Uh, now you're asking you know, to be a little bit better than that. I mean, could they be—would you take one and two over this next three games? No. Uh, so you got to
0: beat minnesota it's a lower quality win it's down there quite a ways minnesota is not very good and then you hope you get michigan state at home to make up for the home loss but even going on the road to kansas state that's probably quad one by the end of the year you can't take minnesota for granted but you have to assume you get that one then you have to make up for this one with another big win in the stretch
2: we want to thank everybody watching on the starter Heyman video stream and we've got somebody jumping on the hot of Lincoln hotline or do we? Nope. Oh it Looks Mark, like God. Mark Left. All right, Mark, yes. if you want to call back, feel free. Um but it's it's uh it's interesting now. Like I said, I'm 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 not as worried about the way they're gonna come out up in Minnesota just because I feel like there are enough veteran guys there. And you know, nobody had their had a great day today. There's some guys just had a mm-hmm. and again, it's just one of those games. Yeah, it's it, happens. A game. it, it happens. happens It happens. It happens. I was shocked that it happened because we genuinely have five or six guys that on any given night can go for 20. And all of them just simply couldn't get the ball to fall. Yeah. Um, and whether it was from three, and that was the thing, too, is we did take some contested forced threes. Yeah, But yeah. we also missed probably 12 open threes. For sure. That was exactly what I – that was, <laughs> me and Austin talked
1: about that. I was like – at the time, I think they had taken – About 16 shots, and that was when we we made Mm -hmm. that reference. Mm -hmm.
0: I'll say this, too. For looking at Creighton, last year they take 40 three-pointers. They make 10 of them. They take exactly 40 again this year. Mm -hmm. Only hit four more. Mm -hmm. Nebraska won by 10 last year. You'd think you add four points to that. Nebraska wins by six if it carries over. But it was everything else Creighton did. They make eight more shots. They they take two fewer. They own rebounding. Mm Strick said three things coming in. Shooting, which went... Absolutely Creighton's way. Strick said transition, which Nebraska won 11-7. to seven. Eh, whatever. Basically yeah. a wash. And then rebounding. Yeah, Brenner was the tallest guy on the floor, but the lack of effort that Strick was pointing out, the standing around, even if you're not going to get it, go hit someone go and send a message. There. Someone yeah. go try. But Creighton's <laughs> first three minutes featured more hustle plays than Nebraska had all game. That Facts. set the tone.
2: Thanks. It, it really did. Let's go to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Mark's going to join us. Mark. Welcome in. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, the first thing I want to
3: say is, uh, do you think the scheduling was smoke and mirrors for Horburg to keep his job? And also, uh, how about them Jays?
2: <laughs> See you. See you. I, that's fine. Creighton fans want to throw shade. I don't care. It's all good. Uh, it wasn't smoke and mirrors. And Nebraska's a hell of a lot better team than they showed today. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, you know, I not Hey, Blue Jay fan. Um, how about uh the rams of colorado state you know go rams yeah, yeah.
1: They, they, <laughs> so, they 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 beat them up i mean they they made them look like way more vulnerable than mm-hmm. what they showed tonight i mean but that's again they came out and and uh they gave more effort and and it's sad when you see a team gives more effort to than you at your home location they there's no one that I don't care what the score is. There's no one that should ever beat you in effort. The win, lose, or draw. You can shoot bad, you can play bad, you can turn the ball over, but there's never should be anyone at home that outworks you. And I think Nebraska has an assist problem, and maybe they can
3: make up for it. You know through rebounding. I thought they would. They did through the couple of you know more possessions through rebounding. I, I thought going into the season point guard was going to be, when you lost Aaron eulis your, your point guard, and you didn't really have a backup to that, to the point where you take Jamarcus Lawrence, who's always been a two, and been very good at it, and make him a one, not only have you lost the Jamarcus Lawrence that you had last year as an off guard, you still don't have a point guard uh, yet. And it may work out, because there are times that Jamarcus looks comfortable. But... They have problems when Jamarcus is not in the game because there's, there's legitimately mm-hmm. well,
2: not another guy that can play point guard I, I, on this team. Today, they had an, a problem with assists, but in the first seven games, 67% of their buckets were assisted on. So they don't have a problem with, with passing the ball and finding the open guy and hitting shots. Today, they had a problem. Yeah. And they don't, to your point, they, they don't have a guy that is genuinely like born and raised a point guard. And that is who he is, that, that he is. Those stripes have never changed that's who he is, and that's what he wants to do. And I think um, it's
3: going to work out. I actually think Jamarcus can become a good point guard, but I do think it's, it's like transitioning to a whole new position. You're so worried about yeah, learning that position that it affects the rest of your game, yeah. and I think it's definitely affect his offense,
1: um, I, I, I Because you just don't know how to get your shot. So, like, for, for a guy like me, one of the things that I always worked on, being in the mm-hmm. same situation is having an in-depth understanding of all the plays where everybody was going to be, then looking at where shots were going to come from out of it mm-hmm. and practicing it from those specific spots yeah. all, all the time. And that that's how I got comfortable mm-hmm. because then I knew, okay, if I came off here, I do this. If they do this, then yeah. this shot's available. If they do that then there's a drive available to a mid-run. I always pictured those things in my mind. He hasn't gotten there yet, and that's okay. But um, the other thing I said uh, to Austin pregame is, or I actually said this to uh, Kent Pavelka and uh, uh, Jake Mulesen.
0: He and I are basically the same person, so yeah, understandable. <laughs> I've never seen I you guys said, apart.
1: <laughs> I said the loss of Nimhart is, was, was hurtful to this team in a lot of ways. Whoever's guard play because last year Greasel's play was one of the reasons why this team won. He had twelve rebounds. He was solid when they needed some buckets. He was able to big back guys down. He he was able to big body guys to the basket. Uh, But but this what what set the tone early for them was Ainsworth and that you know, the three he hit and kind of getting them in their stuff. He ran their stuff and got them, you know, in a good positions to
2: make Good plays. He really did. Um, taking a look at Minnesota, uh, Dawson Garcia is the he's he's their go-to guy. But they've got a couple of guys that can hit some threes. You got Cam Christie, who I think is shooting like fifty-four percent from three. Uh, and then you've also got uh, Joshua Ola Joseph, who is uh, right at fifty percent. Uh, Ola Joseph has only put up eight, but he he's hit four of them. And but the two key guys to me, Cam Christie, fourteen to twenty-six from three. I mean, he, he's Baylor Shireman today. He's mm-hmm. that guy. Nebraska's got to figure out a way to stop him. Mike Mitchell Jr. is another guy that launches a lot of threes. Uh, he's only shooting about 35%. Uh, and then Dawson Garcia is not a guy that scores from behind the arc. Uh, he drives and he gets to the free throw line, but he's a heck of a ball player. What is going to be the key for Nebraska Wednesday night up in Minneapolis?
1: Active activity, uh, defensive game plan executed to a T their rotations, everything's got to be crisp. When you go on the road, you've got to be crisp in execution, defensive awareness, and game planning. You can't go out there and have lackadaisical effort because you're already working in a deficit with their energy at home. They're they're thinking, they, you know, they're watching that you got blown out. They're thinking they can get one. And this is where you need to just show up and give extra uh, effort in, in, in handling business on the
2: road. All right. Let's jump back onto the Honda of Lincoln Hotline before we get to break. Jeff, you're on the Husker Hoops post game show. You there, Jeff?
0: Yeah, I was just. Uh, did it hurt to start your season out with a weak schedule
2: and um, play not that good a basketball against CU? Well, I mean, I'm going to let Strick kind of talk to that. My personal thought is I didn't mind the schedule simply because I mean you would have loved to have had a couple of little bit tougher games but you also want to set yourself up for success. Uh, you've it, got an yeah. old team, but it, and bottom line is for Fred, too, uh, self-preservation, man. He wants to be here. Uh, he wants to be the coach here for a long time, and you've got to have some success, and, and you've got to build it somehow. And if it's you know, beaten up on the 250th uh, rated strength of schedule in the first seven games, so be it. Uh, but these next four, I think we've all talked about it on various shows at some point in the last three weeks. The NIT resume has been built. We're 7-0. and The NCAA resume is these next four games, and now we're 0-1 in those four. So how do they respond? And, and Jeff, to your, your question, did it hurt them? I don't know that it necessarily hurt them. What went wrong today? I don't know. I, we obviously jumped on the air immediately after the game. We didn't hear the postgame uh, to hear what Coach Hoiberg had to say. But uh, at, at the end of the day, I, we're going to learn a lot more about this team on Wednesday night. That's a fact. And listen,
1: here's the, real, the realism of this thing is you're throughout a season, you're probably going to have 2 to 4 games that are just horrendous. Last year, for example, Iowa, they had a horrendous game against us. Um, you know, Creighton had a horrendous You're probably going to have 2 to 4. You want to minimize that. How do you minimize those is by realizing it's a tough night and going on the attack you have to get to the free throw line you have to be aggressive you have to defend and get turnovers and turn turnovers into opportunity so that you can win the scrapper game you defend your butt off you rebound your butt off and you attack and that's how you win those games when you have a bad night yeah this feels like a team
3: that has enough firepower to get them through obviously Kay say he gets 20 tonight, but he gets nobody over eight. Jawan Gary had the next most at eight points. They just did not have a lot of help. They did not make shots. Uh, we talked about it. Two of 22 from three. Uh, they weren't very good from three. From two, their defense on the three. That that incident right before half. It just felt like the cards were stacked against them, and at the same time, they came out flat. But it is one game, seven and one, and it's still the best start for Husker basketball in, in 30. Years in three decades. Uh, so I'm not gonna. I think this, I look at this roster and think they can beat anybody on their schedule or probably lose to anybody left on their schedule. Uh, and we said two and two at the start of this four game run. I would take two and two in a heartbeat, but right now, I'm if if you said one and two, I wouldn't be totally disappointed. It's it's gonna be tough for Nebraska, Kansas State on the road. Uh, obviously. Minnesota on the road, and then Michigan State, but they're a really good. To Austin's point, I think they're still one of the top three, four teams in this league, and probably is still a tournament team despite their four and three record. Mike,
2: I agree, and and you know we I think we all would have said we were okay with two and two. Um, It's going to be kind of strange if they do wind up two and two over the stretch of four games, and the two losses are at home, the two wins are on the road. But the way it's kind of shaped up, that may actually wind up being the way it plays out. Simply because I don't know that to your point Austin Minnesota just is not a great team this year. It's a team Nebraska should handle. Mm-hmm. This is this isn't a question. That's why I say how, how they play at Minnesota, a team they should beat. They should beat them by 10 points plus even mm-hmm. on the road. We'll see what they do, but then and, and K-State I think is eventually I think they're going to wind up a a bubble team at the end mm-hmm. of the year. But that's going to be that's a game you can win. Uh, Michigan State's going to be tough. Izzo is Izzo, man, and uh, so I know we got to hit a break. I'll just add this really quickly again: Nebraska
0: hasn't always played well at the barn. Go prove it. Go change the conversation. I'm not ready to make any sweeping declarations tonight. Said yeah, Nebraska's issues are kind of what we thought they would be yep. coming into the year. They still have this in them, but the onus is firmly on Nebraska, right? It's on Nebraska to change the narrative and change the conversation. The pieces are there. Do they buy into changing that conversation after tonight? It's disappointing because this was the first real big test, and they failed it miserably. It didn't go well. You don't think they play this poorly again, but they have to learn from it. It's not an assured thing that they're going to bounce back. That locker room has to step up and say, we're done with this. This is the exception. Never again. Yeah, well, I agree. But uh, they're
3: also not going to face a team like Creighton that can shoot threes the way they have. I still can. think
0: Michigan state can uh, Ma- Iowa will shoot well, they're, that well, the top three in the country. Right. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Uh, but you know, you've got, you've got a team in Minnesota that's very beatable. I understand that, you know, they were the team that knocked them out in the big 10 uh, tournament, but they're, they're, they're five and two. They're not a bad uh, basketball team. Obviously Michigan state is Michigan state. You get them at home. Uh, I think I would take one and two over the next three, especially knowing the Kansas state's on the road. So um uh, We'll see. this is a this is a basketball team that I'm confident uh, has enough depth, has enough firepower that we're not going to see a lot of nights like tonight. Yeah. I just don't agree. I
2: just don't think it's going to happen. I no, completely over. agree. We'll no. go ahead and jump to break and we'll be back with more right after this on 937 the ticket